0: You are listening to Love Your Practice with Dr. Laura Mock. I'm a general dentist, a practice owner, and a certified life coach. I teach women who own dental practices to lead with intention and literally fall in love with their businesses. Keep listening and you will see how learning to love your practice turns into loving your life too. Hi there. Welcome to another one of my podcasts. I'm Dr. Laura Mock, and you're listening to Love Your Practice. My goal is always to be helping you guys to have a better life, better feelings about your dental practices, about being a business owner, and just about life in general. And as you probably know, I am not only a general dentist, but I'm also a certified life coach. All right, let's get into a couple of tiny announcements that I have. The first one is, congratulations to all of us. This podcast has now exceeded 7,000 downloads. It's hard for me to really comprehend that 7,000 times someone has decided to listen to me. (laughs) And I certainly didn't expect it to grow this much by the, when I started it a year and a half ago, but I just want to thank each of you that listens. And if you're listening and it's helped you, will you do me a favor and just share it with somebody else who could really use the help? I'm here for each of you. This is a free resource that I create because I want dentistry and you guys to be better. Okay. So thanks for that. Thanks for sharing. And the other thing is that I want you to know I'm holding a webinar called how to love your practice by changing only one simple thing. And I'm doing it on Wednesday night, April 28th. I'm trying an evening this time. Last time it was on a Friday. This is going to be in the evening. You have to register for it. And the registration is on my website. So you just go to loveyourpractice.net and you'll see on there, register for webinar. It's a big button, um, just a little bit down, scroll down. Register for that. And even if you can't make it, but you want uh, to get a copy of the replay, just register for the webinar and I will make sure you get a copy of it. Okay. All right. Now we're going to get into today's subject. And as you might notice, I'm not interviewing somebody today. This is just something that I've been wanting to teach you guys that I really want you to know, because I believe it's going to make your life better. And I think you're going to be easier on yourself. After this lesson, okay, we are going to talk about the concept of being judgy or judgment. Okay, I want you to know before I start that every single human being gets judgy sometimes. And it's because of how we are hardwired by our biology to be, we get into this thing that I call the shoulds. So I might get onto the shoulds for myself. I'll give you an example Um, it seems like every March or early April, I look in the mirror and all of a sudden I can't put my pants on anymore because I've gained weight and it's just something that happens with me, you know, I'm more sedentary over the long winter. It gets dark early here. We're in Iowa. It gets dark early. It stays dark in the mornings. And, you know, maybe I'm just eating a little bit more food or drinking a little bit more booze. Um, for my entertainment or whatever. And over the months it adds up. And then in the late spring, I, I gained weight. And I thought to myself when I really realized I couldn't button my pants anymore, I was like, this should be easier. I should not have to work so hard to control my weight. And I do kind of have to control it hard. Like there's people who are like, la, 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 let's have a third beer or whatever. And just for me, that's just not, it's not going to work. I tend to hold on. Like if there were a worldwide famine I would be the survivor and my body would be like, I got you. We put that adipose tissue on the back of your arm and it is waiting there for us for when there's no more food. <laughs> so that's kind of an example of how, you know, we get into a judgment about ourselves. You know, maybe it's, I, I should lose weight. I should be smarter. I should be better. I should be a better dentist. I should be prettier. I should, all those things are, are judgments of ourself. And we get into the comparison game, which is a kind of judgment where we're judging ourselves against somebody else. And when we do that, both of us are losing. Even if we say that the other person's doing better, we're we're putting ourselves onto this false construct, the, per, the other person and us. Oh, Susie's practice is better than mine. Tom's practice places implants and mine doesn't. So-and-so told me that they they grossed 2.5 million last year and they only worked 50 days total or something, you know, like these types of comparisons are another type where we're, um, we're judging ourselves and the other people. And let's get to judging other people because we get into the shoulds there too. Not when we're comparing, for example, that patient that I was talking to should accept the treatment plan that I gave them? Don't they know that those cavities are going to turn into root canals and crowns? They should listen to me. Or how about my husband should want to give me presents. My husband should want to help me in the evenings. My kids should spend less time on their screens. Um, My sister should remember my birthday. These are all examples of times when we're We're judging on the people around us. And we also judge our practices. Our practices aren't people, but they're kind of like our last child, right? And we, we worry about our practices. And so our brain does that thing where we go, my practice should be less dependent on PPOs or my employees should be more grateful or my practice should have less debt. And I want you to know that all these sentences that I've just had, none of them are going to put you in a proactive state where you are feeling motivated to make changes. And the ones about other people are especially dangerous because, and I'll explain why, but we have given away our power over our own feelings to no one. Because even the people that we're judging can't make us feel one way or another. But let's name some of the feelings that we feel when we say these sentences. I've got guilty, angry, dissatisfied, sure that life is unfair, so um, maybe ungrateful, and indignant. And like I said, these feelings, because remember, our feelings are what drive us to take actions. And if I'm feeling guilty or angry, I'm not doing anything helpful or judgy. This is going to be when I'm just going to sit there and maybe talk to someone that I know understands it <laughs> Or I'm just going to go to bed early or I'm going to have an internal dialogue within my mind and be like, well, you should have made sure that matrix band was placed around that class two tighter so that you didn't have that overhanging margin or you should have dried it off better to see if that area was well polished or not. See what I'm getting at? Like When we're in this space, nothing good happens. And I want you to know that I totally get it. I totally get why you've done it. I get why I've done it. We're hardwired. We have this problem when it comes to judgment. Actually, there's two of them. One of them is that as a human, we have a tendency to need to process data quickly. My rods and cones are seeing things. My ears are hearing vibrations. I'm touching, I'm tasting, I'm smelling, I need to make meaning out of it. And so our brains go, that means that, that means that let's move on. So that's part of the problem is that we're always jumping to conclusions and the brain just has to do that, right? Most of the time we're, we're doing it and it doesn't hurt anything. The other problem though, and this is, again, it's because you have a human brain is that As humans, we tend to view things through a negative lens. There are very few humans who are hardwired to look at things always happy all the time. You probably know a couple of them, but not very many. Most people tend towards the negative and I'll tell you why. And it's kind of disappointing, but it makes sense. It's because if you have a negative brain, if you're watching out for problems Then if you lived 30,000 years ago, you would have been more likely to survive because you would have been watching for that bear or that lion or that snake, or you would have checked your boat before you got in it to make sure we weren't going to sink. That, That ability of the human mind to see problems is a survival technique that nature has quote unquote gifted us. But what happens now when we're tending towards the negative is that we aren't seeing how great our lives are. And we're walking around with tons of cortisol, tons of stress hormone in our bodies. And then also, because our brain doesn't truly understand 21st century dental practice ownership, if we allow our brains to be in charge of all this negativity and judgment, We aren't leading our practices the way we want to, and we're not enjoying ourselves. So I just took like 15 minutes to explain to you this problem. Hopefully you're still with me. If you are, don't worry. I'm going to reel you back in with some solutions. Okay. What I want to do is I want to look with you at a way it's kind of like a hack To let our minds still acknowledge the negative things that we see, but move it towards something that's actually helpful. And the magic word that I want you to remember here is instead of being judgy, we're going to be curious. Okay. So this is what that's going to look like. I'm looking in the mirror. I can't button my pants. Okay. I'm Mm -hmm. saying to myself, oh. It shouldn't be so hard. Oh, just a minute here. I remember this podcast episode where I learned that when I say should, and when I get mad at how things are, I'm in judgment, which is not helpful and it feels terrible. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to look at this curiously. Instead, I wonder what has happened that has caused me to gain weight. I wonder what I could do now that would help me lose this weight. I wonder what it will feel like when I get my act back together and these pants will button up again. Okay, so what I've done here is I've asked myself some, spe- some helpful questions instead of saying the shoulds. How can I be more of a leader for this practice. My brain has been telling me that the practice is going in the crapper. Let's take a look at the business accounts so that I can confirm whether or not it's going in the crapper. And if it's not doing well, I wonder what I can do. What are my options for taking it back out of the crapper. I did this when I was feeling, do you guys remember when I used to say, I'm a victim of the insurance company? <laughs> Cause you know, the insurance company writes the contract, right? So I'm, I'm over here. I don't get any say in what the contract says. So I was telling myself, I'm a victim of this contract, but the truth of the matter is that I was the one who decided to sign the contract in the first place, and there is a legal way to get out of the contract. So then my question became I wonder what I could do to attract more patients who are interested in paying my full fee. I wonder how I can attract more patients who don't have this particular dental insurance that has all these rules and regulations that I don't want to follow anymore. I wonder what I could do to be creative about this, okay? So when I do that, I'm creating a new reality for myself without pretending that the bad stuff just disappeared. I'm honoring my brain's ability to see the bad stuff, but I'm also going, I'm gonna be curious about this instead. Now, I wanna talk for a minute about judging other people because this is a special degree of hell. And I'm gonna explain to you why. I need to have you understand the concept of emotional adulthood. And what that means is I can feel my feelings. You can feel your feelings, but I can't feel your feelings and I can't make you feel anything. And that is because your feelings come from your thoughts and my feelings come from my thoughts. I have a thought. The thought creates a physical vibration through my body, which is called an emotion. I'm a mama bear. I think, oh my goodness, there's humans on the trail. And I feel anger. The anger tells me what I need to do. And that's attack those humans because they need to leave my cubs alone. Okay. So that vibration, that physical vibration that went through the mama bear, you can't feel that physical vibration and she can't make you, well, she can scare you. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Forget that analogy. It didn't go as far as I wanted it to. Let's go to a marriage. Okay. I can't make my husband feel anything. He can't make me feel anything. This is emotional adulthood. Just the acknowledgement that the feelings come from what's happening in our minds. Okay. So if we're trying to control somebody, let's say I'm resentful to a patient because the patient didn't take my advice. All right. They should have listened to me. I could have helped them. They were just cavities back then. All right. What we're doing when we do that is we're imagining the patient doing what we wanted them to do. And we're thinking about how we would feel if they did it, we want them to take our advice because we believe that if they take our advice, we will feel confident. Okay. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to teach you something that's so important. Your feelings don't come from the actions of others. They come from what you're thinking. So if you want to feel confident, you can feel confident and you can't make your patient make you feel confident. It's actually impossible to do, but if you can picture that and understand that, what you actually want to feel is confidence. Then at least, you know, how you want to feel. So another curiosity question you can ask instead of being angry at your patient for not taking advice is I see that I want to feel confident. Is there any way to get that feeling without trying to control someone else? And I will tell you right now that the magic answer to that question is yes. You can feel confident without your patient um, doing what you ask. And that's because we could think of a million things right now. We could make a list of things that you could think that make you feel confident. We have to make sure there are things that you believe. You can't think to yourself, I'm a unicorn and I can fly. That will not create confidence for you. But how about this? How about I graduated from dental school and it was really hard. In fact, I got myself into dental school and that was really hard too. And then we bought a house or we had children or I found the love of my life or I bought my practice or I started my practice like a badass. I didn't have anybody coming in and I just hung out my shingle and I started my practice and look at it now. I've got people coming to me every day. Or it might have something that doesn't have to do with dentistry at all. It might be, I might not know that patients take my advice, but I do know that I'm excellent at soccer, or, which I'm not. <laughs> I'm terrible, but I'm, I can sing. That's something I can do. I can sing. Um, I know how to cook a really yummy chocolate cake, and I know that I can do that. See, so what we're doing is we're mining Like mining for diamonds, except we're mining for thoughts that make us feel the way we want to feel instead of trying to force the person that we're judging on to do the thing we want them to do. All right, you guys, I'm going to give you an example of this judging on other people. And then I'm going to close. Thank you so much for sticking with me through this episode. This is a really good one. I have teenagers, they live in my house, they like to cook and eat, they use the kitchen. It just so happens that I consider my kitchen to be my sacred space. My husband's got his office, he's got his garage where he keeps all of his tools and his projects and things. My project is cooking every night, a healthy dinner for me and my family. And so I think to myself, when my teenagers have been in there, My teenagers should know that they should have to clean up the kitchen. They should want to. They should want to have, they should want to leave me a clean kitchen because I'm going to cook for them. All right. When I'm doing that, I am in judgment. And I will tell you that when I come home and I think that I see the dirty dishes and I think that I am the one who suffers, I'm the one feeling angry because of what I'm thinking, I'm staying in judgment. Okay. If now, while I'm picturing, I'm picturing them wanting to clean up, right. I'm thinking about the judgment. I'm thinking if they would just clean up after themselves, what I can do is I can go, okay, I see I'm in judgment. I'm picturing my kids cleaning up. How do I think that I would feel if they were cleaning up, understanding that they really can't change my feelings. But what I'm imagining is that I feel free. I feel free of the burden of having to take care of children and clean up after them. Okay. But I can actually feel free without them doing anything and also They can't make me feel free. There are zero things on this planet that they could do that would create that feeling for me because my feeling comes from inside me. So when I come home, I have the freedom to think to myself, those little assholes have left dirty dishes. They should be, they should want to clean up after themselves. Or I can think to myself, I'm going to take a moment to clean up the kitchen because that is how I want it to be. And I want to clean, I want to cook in a clean kitchen. And when I think that to myself, then I feel like I'm being proactive and I'm thinking about how much I love my children. And I'm not putting that burden on them to make me feel any certain way. Does that make sense, guys? I hope it does. I hope this has been helpful for you. Sign up for the webinar. Loveyourpractice.net. I'll see you on the next episode at the next webinar. Thanks, ladies. Thank you for listening to Love Your Practice with Dr. Laura Mock. I would love to meet you. To join our movement, find the Facebook group called Love Your Practice and request to join. If you can't find it, just send me a message and I'll add you. You'll find me there helping all of my ladies to fall in love with their businesses and have a better life.